0: of January, and then the month of February, we have been focusing in on how we can learn to hear the voice of God. What are the things that we can personally do to be more aware of God speaking to us in our everyday life? And usually it's not with blazing letters in the sky. Usually it's a still small voice in our heart, an impression, a sense that we have. But one of the other things that we have tried to emphasize is that God also has gifted different members of his body with unique gifts. And one of those gifts is the prophetic gift. And so we are grateful today to be able to have with us a a brother who has been here one other time. We've heard him at various places at various times. But we have recognized the gifting of God that rests upon his life in the prophetic realm. And we've invited him to come and be with us and to take his liberty to share what he feels to share. And if he has personal words for people, to take his liberty. Um, Somebody asked just recently, and I appreciate uh, you being willing to ask really hard questions sometimes. Kind of questions that you might be afraid or embarrassed to ask. But somebody asked, what's the difference between the prophetic and just going to a seance or something like that and asking some spirit? And I understand you're new to this. It's like, how is this any different? Well, I think, number one, the source is very, very different. We're we're not consulting the dead. We're consulting the living God. And number two, it's the recognition that God has intended from the beginning that his voice would be heard. It's the enemy who is counterfeiting things, not God. God's not mimicking him. He's mimicking God. And what he does, by the way, is never as good as God, which speaks with such clarity to our hearts and lives. So, We'll talk more about that later, but right now we wanted to give our guest as much opportunity and time as possible. So would you, rec- would you welcome our brother, Hector Santos, as he comes to share with us today.
1: Thank you. Good morning. It's so good to be here. Uh, we had a great drive in this morning and this is, yes, I was here once a couple of years ago and uh, I forgot what it looked like and what a great place you have. It was, I was rejoicing to see all the kids running around and all the young families you have here. I think Pastor Chris mentioned that the average age here is around 32 and I was like, what kind of church is this place? That's not what you see when you're out and around, but uh Awesome, that, that's great what you have here. I'm not traveling alone. Today, my better-looking half, my wife Barbie, is with me. Honey, would you say hi to everyone? <laughs> and I have two girls. My oldest daughter uh, is very involved in the house of the Lord. She's got responsibilities, so she didn't come with us. She's at Bethel. Uh, but this is my youngest daughter, Leilani. <laughs> so the whole worship service, we're checking out worship. By the way, worship team, amazing job. Thank you. That was powerful. That was anointed. The whole time we're listening, uh, we're watching the bass player because he was just like dropping it. And we're like, oh, look at him. Look oh, okay. Where are you? Where's the bass player? Dude, you just dropped. Oh, there you are. Yes. Good job. Well done. That was awesome. And where's that drummer? My goodness. Brother, who are you and where'd you come from? my goodness, that drummer just tore it up. And I'm just there like, thank you, God, for that gift. And you know, may I share something for you? May I share something over you? Uh, As you were playing, I was just watching. I was just like, taken by by your gift and I was just watching that and as I did I saw the Lord saying over you that he created you to be a shield that you're like a shield in the house of the Lord that you're someone that others are going to trust you're someone that others are going to see that you're a safe person that they can open up to you that they can trust you that God is going to really move you into more of a mentoring role that you're going to be a father in the house of the Lord to, to many to brothers and just be an example to others so don't uh, don't say no to that don't shirk away from that or shy away God's just going to really put you in a place where others Others are going to draw from you because you are a shield. And I sense that even the leadership, are gonna, they're going to look at you and they're going to say, wow, God has really made them a defense. And you're going to help cover the guards, the backs of the leadership here and just be a protective guard to them. So I just want to prophesy that over you. Uh, you're used of the Lord amazingly. Praise God. And uh, we are happy to be here. Uh, I was so happy to get the invitation. Uh, the first time, uh, Pastor Jonathan invited me and then we got that Sunday that we had a closed down church services everywhere. It's a good thing we canceled, right? And I didn't try to make it out here. Uh, But as we were driving here today, you know, we saw lightning, we heard thunder, and I'm like, no, we're going to get there in the name of the Lord. We're going to plow through, we're going to get there. Uh, I I have something stirring in my heart for you. When Pastor Jonathan invited me, and he said, you know, we usually take time at the beginning of the year to talk about the voice of God, and how to activate a gift and an ability and a sensitivity to hear from God. I was I was excited to hear that. I don't think enough churches spend enough time equipping their people how to do this. So, uh, of course, I was game, and I said, put me on the calendar. Uh, and today, as I was driving here, you know, just going over my notes, the Lord just started stirring two main Points for me that I want to leave with you today. The prophetic is such a broad, deep gift. I remember one girl once, after she's taken our classes, she d- joined our prophetic teams and she approached me one day and she said, You know, Hector, I've been on the prophetic team for, for about a year. What else can I do? As if she was bored. And I was so offended by that. I was like, Excuse me. I said, You just got on. I said, What are you talking about? Well, you know, I've been on a prophetic team. You know, now what? What's next? And I said, Listen, the prophetic is very vast and deep. It's like the Pacific Ocean. I mean, you just go f- deeper and deeper and deeper with the Lord. You grow in your gifting. So even though you've had some initial success, don't get all proud and think you've covered it all. You've still got room to grow. Okay, so that's that's where we need to start off, first and foremost. No matter how much God has used us, there's always something to learn. There's always room to grow in hearing the voice of God. It's so important that we get that. It's so important that we understand that there is room. Otherwise, we'll prophesy once, we'll prophesy twice, then we start making business cards and we think we got it all covered. No, there's room to grow. There's, oh, there, we need to have that humility uh, to know that God will always allow us to go through a circumstance or something to cause to meet us in a new way. That's what I love about the prophetic. There are, write this down. There are no formulas. There are no formulas. This is being led by the Holy Ghost. Being prophetic means letting God lead you in every situation, knowing that what He did before, He's not going to, doesn't mean He's going to do it again. He'll use another way of moving. He'll, just like Jesus, who was our example, there was one time He took mud and smeared it on a guy's eyes. Imagine having that kind of ministry. You know, we have a mud ministry. Just get in line, you know, we're going to smear you. You know, there's not a routine, and that's one of the the things that we have to learn about the prophetic, that God is constantly taking us deeper and deeper and deeper in knowing his voice. Uh, But so here we are in in a new year, 2019, already ending February, I can't believe it, in a new year, and in this season, one of the things that I've heard the Holy Spirit saying to me, that we are in a time and in an age where God is speaking to his church two major words, and he, it, with, with gravity and with a, with a weightiness to it. He's saying to us, grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to get over your issues. It's time to get over your trauma. There's no one that was raised in a perfect home. We all have issues. We all have backgrounds. We all have things behind us that we'd like to forget. We all have them. But unfortunately, some people are still in the house of the Lord saying, well, you don't know what I went through. We've all been through stuff. Now, I understand, I'm not trying to be callous towards people who have gone through things, but there's healing in Christ. Get healed. Get whole. Get restored. Because God wants to do something through his church. He wants to reach a lost world. He wants to expand the kingdom to the nations of the world with power, signs, and demonstrations. And it's easier for him to do it with a body that's received healing. We need wholeness. I'm part of leadership meetings, I prophesy into churches, I'm part of, uh, I provide prophetic oversight to certain churches and apostolic groups, and I hear, I'm in these meetings, folks, I'm in these meetings where pastors say, this person is such a problem in our church, she's brought this, or he's brought this problem and that problem, and another pastor would say, is that so-and-so? Well, they were at my church first, when another pastor said, well, they were at my church. It's embarrassing. To hear that believers are allowing junk to remain in their lives and they're running from place to place, blaming that place for not helping them get free. It is our responsibility to get freedom in Christ. So we need to understand that the time and the season that we're in is that God is calling us to rise up and be healed. So there's no more excuses. You have a destiny. You don't have time to be crying over what happened. It's time for you to receive healing. Sure. Things hurt us, they affected us, they traumatized us, but there's healing in Christ, let's sit down, let's go after that, let's set aside a a time to really go after healing and deliverance and then emerge strong and move forward into our destiny. That's the word of the Lord in this season because what I find is, now let's move that into the prophetic. It's time to grow up prophetically. Because what I find is there's a lot of people that know about prophecy, they know about the gifts of the Spirit, they know about hearing the voice of God, but they've minimized that to just a church experience. Well, I've I've prophesied. I I went to that prophetic training, and now I can prophesy over people, and, and they see it as when I go to church, I can prophesy over someone. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow past that. God has so much more for us than just being on a prophetic team and ministering inside the four walls of a church. What we have is, unfortunately, a lot of people that know how to prophesy and know how to move in the gifts of the Spirit, but they don't know how to think prophetically. And what God wants is a body that understands how to think prophetically and see prophetically and process prophetically. What good is it to activate the prophetic in your life when you won't renew your mind and you live your life based on the intellect and you let your brain tell you how you're going to do your living? What good is it to see in the spirit if everything you see you're going to uh, uh, reject because your mind says, what is that? I don't receive That's That's foolishness. I don't receive that. What good is it to try to hear the voice of God when you're so intellectual, you fight the Spirit of God with anything He tries to show you? So it takes a renewing of the mind and saying, I don't live by my intellect. The Word says, those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Thank God for a brain. Thank God we all got one. We thank God for the function of the brain and what it does. It allows us to remember things. We learn information. We need the brain here in this realm. But when it comes to revelation, when it comes to hearing from God, revelation trumps intellect all the time. Because the moment God speaks a word to you and says, get out of the boat, your brain is going to say, you're going to drown. That's what it does. It gives you logic. It gives you the five natural senses. So when God says, go and hug that person, When God says, go be nice to that person and then show that person love, the brain kicks in and says, they offended you. Are you crazy? So we need to know to put the brain in check and say, I don't live by my intellect, I live by revelation understanding that foundation today i have two main things i want to leave with you about the voice of god and and going deeper this is about going deeper we've been activated by the holy spirit prophetically but we want to go deeper my cry is always god take me deeper into your presence i want to see your face in a fresh new way just when i thought i knew who god was show me another side of you i didn't know show me another aspect of your love show me another. and god is so kind to do it because we can never search out all his mysteries so i want to leave you with two main things about hearing the voice of God. First and foremost, comes out of the verse that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We all quote the verse. We know the verse. We love the verse. It's a great verse. But the Lord began to speak to me out of that prophetically. And he asked me one time, he said, Hector, was I good to you yesterday? I said, yes, Lord, you were. Do you expect me to continue to be good? I was like, yes. I do expect you to be good. And, and, and then the Lord began to speak to me and says, now I want you to incorporate this in, in your prophetic training. And now I understand when God spoke to me that way, that what he was saying is, when you're operating in a healthy prophetic gift, you are operating in a 360 view of your life. Because you understand that Jesus Christ was good yesterday, today, and forever. And what that means is when you're operating in a prophetic gift, there's a part of your prophetic gift that we need to be rich in, and it's called hindsight. It's called hindsight. There's a reason why you went through what you went through. God was active back there. Now, he, I can say he was good back there, right? Can we say amen to that? But we've gone through painful circumstances, haven't we? We've been offended. We've been hurt. Some of us have been sick. Some of us have gone through things. It wasn't all peachy king. There were challenges. But nonetheless, when we're operating in our prophetic gift and we're hearing from God, it's not just to give a word. It's also to look back and say, God, why did I go through that? What were you doing in that in my life? When you were going through it, it was like you were going through a valley. You couldn't see God's purposes. But God had a purpose because God majors in getting something good out of what we go through. That's what he does. And many of us, we leave the past and we're like, oh, I'm glad I'm out of that one. And we're just so happy to be out of it that we never look back to mine for the gold that was back there. There's revelation back there. So if you're going to move in your prophetic gift, the first part is you want hindsight operating in your gift. You want to be able to look back and say, God, what was the deal with that? And why did I go through it? And how is that helping me today? Because God has a plan for your life, and I promise he has a way of using all of it. Can you believe that? God will use all of it. When I left college, I couldn't find a job. My sister came home one day, and she said, Hector, they're hiring at the Christian radio station. I said, Joanne, I don't have a degree in Christian radio. And she said, well, you need a job, don't you? I said, go, she said, go apply anyway. So I did. I applied, and they um, sat with the interviewer, and he said, so? do you have a degree in communications? I said, no. Okay. I could could hear the check mark going on the paper. He said, do you have experience in radio? No. He said, okay, well, we have one more thing that we'd like for you to do. It was a quick interview. (laughs) Uh, One more thing we'd like you to do. Um, We're going to take you back to the studio and uh, we're going to give you a script and we'd like for you to read it as if though you were on the news. When he said that, I looked up in him and I kind of smirked and I smiled because ever since I was a kid, there was this game I loved to play. I would take the cereal box, turn it around and go, Lucky Charms is a part of this important breakfast. And I would love to read the cereal box and pretend like I was on TV or on the radio. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. Every time, I, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't enough for me to eat Fruity Pebbles. I needed to read the back of the box. Okay. So I did that all my life growing up. It was a lot of fun for me. And uh, so when he said that, I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. So he gave me the article, and I went in there, and I just read it like I did the cereal box. I was like, hey, and tada, blah, 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 whatever. So to my shock and surprise, I was hired. They gave me the job at the Christian radio station. I worked at 3WG for over 12 years. I was an on-air announcer every day. And what's interesting is, god see, God knows the plan he has for you. I couldn't put two sentences together in front of anyone. I had no way of communicating. I was awful at communicating. Uh, and uh, God knew I needed some help. I'm sure the angels were up there saying, Lord, you got to do something for this kid. Uh, so the Lord moved and he allowed that to happen. Now, it wasn't until after I was hired that I found out that I beat out a guy who had 10 years' experience. Do you think God will do that? Of course he will. But looking back now, see, my gift of my prophetic gift, I was able to look back and say, God, what were you doing back there? Oh, I could see why. God allowed that to happen. And when we understand hindsight, God also, when your prophetic gift is healthy, you, you have a healthy view. You, you're hearing God about your past. Understand that. Those of you who still have answers, you need answers. God has answers for your, about your past. He wants to speak to you and how he's uh, going to use that for his purposes. Once we're rich in hindsight and we're, we're able to do that, we also need another part of our gift moving, and it's the gift of foresight We need to understand what God's going to do in our lives in the future. And all throughout scripture, he would show up and he told Abraham, Abraham, look up. If you can count those stars, that's what your family is going to look like. Look down. If you can count the grains of sand, that's what your family is going to look like. So every time Abraham went outside, looked up and looked down, it was prophesying to him what his family was going to look like to him. It hadn't happened yet, but God was giving him foresight for what he was going to do. And that's what I love about the Lord. The moment you get saved, the Spirit of God will always show up and begin to tell you, here's what I'm going to do with your life. So a healthy prophetic gift, healthy hearing from God means you have revelation about what happened, and you have revelation about where he's taking you. It's important to understand that. It's important to have a vision, because without that, people perish. And there's nothing sad than Christians in the house of the Lord, lost. Where do I go? What do I do? How should I do this? How should I do that? What do you think, God? With no vision, no understanding, no vision for the future, you're weak in foresight. Your prophetic gift is not where it needs to be, which is why we have the Holy Spirit, because he gives us the understanding of what happened and where he is taking us. There's nothing more beautiful than to see up ahead and know that God has great things in store. So these are three parts of your prophetic gift. We've got to get active and working right. Hindsight, foresight, and of course, insight. God wants to tell you how to live now. He wants to tell you how to manage both, what he did and what he's about to do, so that you could live ready now. You can live prepared now. I received a prophetic word that God was going to use me as a powerful Bible teacher. Well, are you becoming a powerful Bible student in the now? See, God wants to give you insight now for what he's going to do now in the foresight, up ahead. Prophetic gift will give you a full scope of the land, what God did, what he's going to do, but how he wants you to manage that today. And that's what I find. So many come and they get activated prophetically to prophesy, then they leave the house of the Lord and they detach their prophetic senses because they think prophesying means coming, someone sitting in a chair and I'm going to speak to them. No, 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 it's more than that. First of all, it starts with you. God wants to give you understanding of the lay of the land for your life for your family, so that you're filled with vision. You know where you're going. You know what to expect. You know how to participate now. I, I worked once for the, uh, for the Board of Elections. It's interesting, in, in, in Monroe County. And I'll never forget the day. I, I was in prayer one day, and just out of the blue, God spoke to me when, just clearly. He said, I want you to go and change your party affiliation. Okay? I didn't know why. He didn't say why. I went and I changed my party affiliation. A year later, um, I went, I, long story short, I was led to go there to the county building, and I sat down with a commissioner, and they wanted to bring me on. And he said, the only way you could work for, our, for, for the board of elections for our party is you needed to be uh, registered for at least a year. When he checked the records, I was registered to the day. One year. So God used that season of my life, but notice in that, there was a time where in that insight for today, God says, here's what I need you to do. No questions asked, change your party affiliation because I'm going to do something up ahead and it's going to fit the overall picture. So God has foresight, but he has insight. He's got revelation for you today. There are are things that God wants you to do today that are going to tie and agree with what he's going to do up ahead. Maybe it's buying property. Maybe it's selling property. Maybe it's getting a real estate course. Maybe it's preparing a business. Maybe it's getting more involved in the house of the Lord. God wants to give you uh, steps and, and insight for how to manage today, and I promise you, even if it doesn't make sense, if God leads you to it, there's a reason for it, and it's going to bear fruit in your life. Let's get those three. God wants the three aspect of our prophetic gifts, rich up and running. And then I want to leave you with a final thought before I give a few prophetic words and I'll hand this right over. Uh, the other piece that God stirred in me already came out prophetically. Uh, the worship leader, she prophesied it uh, about your eyes being open. Every time I go to a church, every time I have a sermon, it comes out before I even get it. I even get a chance to share it. <laughs> Happens all the time. So I said, there it is. She prophesied the eyes open. Pastor Chris came up here. He talked about your prophetic senses and he did an activation. Close your eyes. Let's pray about seeing in the Spirit. So very quickly, uh, before I wind this down, I want to leave you with this thought as well. The prophetic is a broad subject. But I want to go back to the foundation. I think we misunderstand the foundation of how the prophetic even works. So I want to talk to you about a specific gift that needs some attention. Can I do that? And I will leave you some final thoughts on that. And let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. And in verse 7, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. But to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Thank God we all can have the manifestation of the Spirit. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by that same Spirit. And to another, gifts of healings. By the way, more than one. Did you catch that? Gifts of healings by one Spirit. To another, the effecting working of miracles, and to another, prophecy, and to another, the discerning of spirits, and to another, diverse kinds of tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all of these, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. The Lord told me in this season that he wanted me to begin to highlight the gift of discerning of spirits. Because it's a gift that we don't understand enough. I don't think it's a gift that gets enough attention. But it is very much linked with our prophetic ability to hear from God and communicate what God is saying. Everyone in this room, because your spirit, soul, and body. Everyone in this room, because Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life and the Holy Spirit has come to dwell within you. Everyone, through the Holy Spirit, has this gift in them. So naturally, whether you know it or not, this gift operates. So the gift of discerning of spirits, if we were to talk about it, this is a gift that allows us to get a a very key understanding of what's happening in the spirit world around us. So it's to allow us to understand the move of God, the move of the enemy, and the heart of man. And now I say this because there are a lot of intercessors that come to me and they'll share things privately and they think they're crazy. Am I going crazy? Here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm sensing. Or or believers saying, you know, I came to your prophetic training, and then afterwards, all these senses started happening, and I don't know what to do with them. Am I crazy? Is this even the prophetic? What is it? Yes, it is prophetic. It's part of the prophetic gifting, discerning of spirits. Then, unfortunately, we have things that happen in the church where there are problems in the church, and far too much do we allow the problem to happen and then after the problem happens 10 people come forward saying you know I had a feeling something was going to happen do you know what I'm talking about and I'm thinking could you have said something before why well, I, I thought I was going crazy everyone thinks they're going crazy at some point we got to start learning how to listen to how this gift works because this gift is active in our lives and in our lives and God is using it to communicate to us very important truths So discerning of spirits will let you know when God is involved and what he's doing, when the enemy is is involved and what he's doing, and what's in the heart of man. Those three things are key for us to understand because this is not, it's not a head knowledge thing. Discernment, just like we talked about the prophetic senses, operates through your prophetic senses. So if you are given to the intellect, your brain will try to shut down the very way this gift works. If you deny what you sense, and I, uh, yes, I'm going to use this word in the church. It's, it's a, many think it's a bad word, but it's not a bad word. If you deny what you feel, you could shut down how this gift works. Because this gift is not a gift that just works through your brain. The gifts of the Spirit don't work through the intellect. Yes, God will put a thought on your mind. You'll think things at times, and it's from God. That's great. God will speak through God's thoughts? Absolutely. But discerning of spirits operates through our prophetic senses. Hebrews 5.14 says, Strong meat is for those who by reason of use have exercised their spiritual senses to discern between good and evil. We all have discernment, but that gift operates the more we practice those spiritual senses and paying attention to them. That's why some believers can be trained in the prophetic and then unplug and not be prophetic anywhere else. They've shut down everything else. For them, it's a function of the church. Let me just come here and prophesy over this person sitting in the church. Here's what I hear. Here's what God says. Bye. Unplug. I'm out of here. Let me go back to living life the way I was. Being prophetic, hearing from God is a lifestyle. It's not an activity, it's a lifestyle. Of staying plugged with the Heavenly Father, of thinking prophetically, and most importantly, discerning. Discernment is such an important thing. But we shut it down in the house of the Lord because we have been taught that feelings are bad. You don't want to pay attention to your feelings. Now I understand that message. We don't want unbalanced people. We don't want to train up unbalanced people. That's not what I'm saying. We don't want people that are not stable. We want stability. But there is a way to acknowledge what you're feeling without getting unstable. Too many people think they're crazy in the house of the Lord, and they're discerning something from the Spirit of God. So how do we handle it? How do we navigate this prophetic gift that's in us that helps us prophesy, that helps us hear what God is saying? How do we navigate it without getting unbalanced? How do we navigate it and, and still stay balanced and, and steady and, and so on and so forth? We need equipping. Because I'm telling you, it's like God is highlighting this gift in this season. Too many things are happening in churches that nobody saw coming or nobody stepped forward to, see, to, to speak up. And it's only as an afterthought that then we speak about it. That's not how it's supposed to work. We have the gift to see in advance how the enemy's coming against us and do something before the enemy attacks. Discerning of spirits. First of all, we have it, and it operates through seeing in the spirit. You prophesied it today. Where's the worship leader? Uh, Yes, you prophesied it today. Seeing in the spirit, that's how the gift works. We see. We hear in the spirit. We hear the voice of God. We feel in the spirit. Yeah, you can sense in the spirit. You can feel things. We taste in the spirit, which is scriptural because it says taste and see that the Lord is good. There are tastes in the spirit that will help you discern what's manifesting. We smell in the spirit as well. There are many times when I'm prophesying where I'll get hit with a, a scent that reminds me of back in the day. And it's connected prophetically to something God is showing me. Barbie and I had a friend. That we were, they were having a party for her. We went to her, to this house to go to a friend's party. And from the moment we pulled up to the curb, everyone's getting out of the car, and I got hit at 100 miles an hour with a smell of dirty diaper. I was like, whoa. So I'm like, raise up the windows, put up the windows, quick. So we're parking, we're getting out, but the thing was, then we get into the house. The thing is, the smell followed me in there. So you, you know, you, you, you guys know what we do, right? So I go inside, and I'm like, I mean, this thing is following, okay? And I'm thinking, what? There's food on the table. Everyone's like, get a plate, help yourself. I was like, I am not eating. So I couldn't take it anymore. And I'm like, honey, do you smell anything? She was like, no. So I couldn't take it anymore. So I was like, I'll be outside. There were people out in the back. They had a back porch. So I'm just gonna go to the back porch. I need some fresh air. So I went back there. And when I get out there, the smell was back there. So I called Barbie, I was like, you don't smell anything out here either? She was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Let me clarify it wasn't Barbie so long story short i I just couldn't pinpoint it, and I was still growing in my discernment and my in the understanding of my discernment i didn't I didn't know, but when I look back, I realize uh now I understand that that couple was having the couple who hosted the party they were having some major problems they're divorced today they're divorced today, and now i uh, now if that's if if I get a whiff of that scent again that's not in the natural, I kind of know already what's taking place. I can discern through that bad smell what's happening and how the enemy's moving against certain people. So you learn to discern because that's part of the prophetic gift. Prophetic is not just listening and speaking. Prophetic is also discerning. Sometimes you haven't opened your mouth yet and you're discerning and you're picking up all this supernatural information about what's happening. And that's a gift that we need to understand we can discern the move of God how beautiful how many of you today during worship you felt the presence of God it was powerful now from those of you who felt the presence of God let's take some inventory how many of you get the goosebumps how many of you are goosebumpers? how many of you get the chills I heard somebody describe it as chills all right now I know some of you are here that are sobbers. let's just see the criers how many of you are criers I have a cousin that as soon as the guitar started, she's like, <laughs> like, let the song start, man. We got the criers, we got the sobbers, we got the we all feel it differently, but we, we feel it, don't we? We feel the presence of God. It's through the gift of discerning of spirits that you can sense God moving in your presence. And that's why we react the way we do, we respond. The gift is working. We discern God. We feel God. I've heard many people say, well, wow, I'm feeling the presence of God right now because the gift is working. We love God moving. We love the presence of God when the gift is working. That's how we, we're able to tell that. So we need to acknowledge the gift of discerning of spirits is an operation. When you're discerning the angelic, I was in a church in Olean. I don't know, I don't know where it is from here. I was about to point, like I know which way I'm going. Olean you had to discern it. Uh, I was in Olean and I'll never forget they were getting ready to introduce me on a Sunday and uh, I was just kind of getting my thoughts ready to be introduced and right before somebody tapped me in the shoulder when I turned around I had to look up this 12 foot white angel just tapped me in the shoulder and said tell the pastor we're watching over him. Just just There he was, just clear. So through the gift of discerning of spirits, we can discern angels and and the, the move of the angelic and the move of the Holy Spirit. It's important to embrace that. But also with this gift, we're able to discern the realm of darkness. Now some people will tell you, don't pay attention to the enemy, only pay attention to how God is moving. To which I say, you need to know the schemes of the enemy. You need to be aware, not fascinated by him, but you need to be in the know, which is why discerning of spirits will let you know this isn't God. And one of the best ways to activate this gift is to regularly, with the change of every fall, uh, every season, fall, springs, walk through your home and activate this gift and say, God, if anything has to go, point it out to me. Because there are things that demons attach to, power objects, that manifest things into our atmosphere that are no good. I get the phone calls. Even from believers. We got things moving in our house. We got well, We end up taking teams to go cl- cleanse homes and lands and all that stuff. And usually it's something in the house that needs to go. So activating your prophetic senses. Of God, is. if there's at any time, anything here you want to show me that needs to go, activate my discernment and show me. And God will show you. You'll feel uneasy about it. You'll feel like something's wrong about it. Barbie and I went to do a house cleansing. We took a team with us because this couple, they were Christians. They had things moving around, they heard spirits moving at night. So we took a team, we walked through the house, and finally when I got to the living room, you know, we lo- I was in the basement, I remember looking up and there were a bunch of holes in, and I'm like, why are there holes in the floor? But as I was looking at that and I was just praying, I heard a spirit whining say to me, I don't want to leave. And I said, well, too bad, you're leaving today in the name of Jesus. But we couldn't get breakthroughs. I was like, God, what is it that's holding them here? And when I got upstairs, uh, I found out that that was, that house, Whoever the original owner did it that way because he ran a, uh, one of those n- adult phone lines. And he had phone lines going through the floor down to the operators in the basement. So when I got to the living room, we saw these huge ceramic dragons by the fireplace. And the Holy Spirit said, that's it. Those are the power objects that are emanating in an atmos- evil atmosphere here. And I looked at them and said, I know what the problem is. What is it? I See those two ceramic dragons? They got to go. She looked at them and she said, do you know how much I paid for them? I said, well, I hope you got a bargain because you brought some hitchhikers with it. And she said, well, and she had to think about it. I said, I don't have authority. I can't do anything about it. I said, it's up to you. You tell me how you want to move forward. I'm not going to touch it and you're going to say that I destroyed your property. So you have to let me know. They, they thought about it. They talked. I was like, what's to talk about? They talked about it. They thought about it. And I'm just, <laughs> finally, they're like, okay. Get rid of it. So we took it. I said, no, you're going to get rid of it. So I had them get rid of it. They smashed it. They repented for it. We broke it off. We anointed their house. Uh, and that night, they slept well for the first time. And uh, the husband said to me that that night, he woke up in the middle of the night, about three in the morning, and he had a vision. And he saw that spirit trying to come back onto their land, and it couldn't. It couldn't find a way in. Okay? So through the gift of discerning of spirits, we can discern how the enemy is moving against us. So it's important to keep this gift. This is part of the prophetic. This is part of prophesying. When someone comes for prophetic ministry, sometimes even before I open my mouth, information is rising up through the gift of discerning of spirits. I'm feeling, I'm sensing, I'm smelling, I'm hearing what God is, what's going on in their lives through this gift. So it's important to understand it. And then finally, through this gift, we discern the heart of man. Because at one point, In Matthew 9, 4, Jesus, it says that Jesus knew their thoughts. And he asked them, why are you entertaining evil thoughts in your hearts? He was able to discern what they were thinking and their motives and their intentions. That doesn't mean he was reading minds. That's not what I'm saying. But through the gift of discerning of spirits, we can pick up people's intentions. They'll smile at you and say, I want to help you. I'm here for you. And you can just know that, wait a minute, they're not telling me the truth. And through the gift of discerning of spirits, God uses that so that we know. And I've had people say things to me, and I'm looking at them like, you know you're lying right to my face. But thank God for that gift. It gives us the way to understand. God gives us true insight of what's going on. Not everybody's for you. People aren't your enemy, our battles against the enemy, the, the devil. But unfortunately, sometimes people have wrong motives, and God will let you know that. I've had people say to me, Hector, I love your ministry. I'd love to join. I'd love to help out. Do you have room here or there? Can I join and be part of the team? They, they look like good people. The shirt matches the tie. They come from a good family. And all this. But whenever I get that gut check right here, I don't do it. Whenever I get that sense that I feel like something's off, something's not wrong, I, I've had to learn how to pay attention to discernment. It has saved my life, which is why sometimes some of you are driving to work and you'll feel like, I don't know why, I just, I just feel not to go the way I usually go. Let me go another way. God saves your life that way. So even before you open your mouth to prophesy, you're discerning all the time. But your carnal mind shuts down what you're discerning because your carnal mind is saying, you're not feeling anything. Your carnal mind says to you, that's not feeling. That was last night's pizza. Go take a Tums. And we minimize by the carnal mind the actions and the operation of the Holy Ghost. We have to go back to learning how to pay attention to our spiritual senses and our emotions. Let me say that again. And our emotions. Not to be flaky, but see, I know how I am. I know my personality. When I connect with someone and meet with someone and we're having coffee or something and all of a sudden I'm feeling agitated, I'm feeling upset, or I'm feeling angry or full of rage, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's not me. There's no reason. Now I start realizing I'm picking up something through discernment. That's not me. God's showing me what's going on. Not to make the person the target. The gifts never attack the person, but it's to know how the enemy's moving against this person so I can pray for that person. See, some of you, you go into a friend's house or something, your emotions shift. Now you're feeling a certain kind of way, and you think it's you. You're not understanding your gift your discernment you're picking up an atmosphere you're discerning what's going on there. I heard a man of God say once that he received a fax. His assistant grabbed the fax and gave it to him. He said the moment he touched the fax off the fax machine, he felt intimidated. And he but he passed it on to the pastor. The assistant later asked the pastor, "What did you ever do with that fax?" And he said, "Oh, I, I just threw it out. It was so full of a That person that sent me the fax was just trying to intimidate me. It was just a spirit of intimidation. I threw it out. And the assistant said, I felt that the moment I touched that paper. I felt like I was being intimidated. He discerned the spirit that was coming through on that. So we have to go back to understanding. And I feel like when we get this gift right, we're going to start taking the label of bipolar off of people. Problem is, people have been going from atmosphere to atmosphere. Their moods have shifted, but they've not understood why. So now they're being labeled all this stuff for being moved in, and 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 not understanding that you know we have to grow in discernment because if we don't mature in discernment, what will happen is we will continue to react immaturely to what we're discerning in the spirit. So those immature intercessors, we're not supposed to be. Afraid. What happens? Their discernment many times is right on, it's just that they don't know how to handle it. So we need to start the discernment conversation. You're not crazy. We're not, we're not promoting moody Christians. What I'm saying is discern, acknowledge when you're feeling a certain way. And say, God, are you giving me something through discernment? Does that make sense? Let's have a 360 prophetic gift, and let's bring to the forefront the importance of discernment because God is using, he's highlighting that gift in this season. We need to understand it more than ever before. Does that make sense? I'm going to leave you with a couple call-outs, if I may, and i am um, hand this right over. I've got a couple minutes. Uh, where was the gentleman that was uh, playing piano? Right here. He's in preschool. I'll just. Can is this being recorded? What's his name? So I heard the Lord speaking over Ian, saying that Ian's a man of great report. Ian's a, a man of stature, a man of great report, a, a Caleb, one with. Uh, that he would always have that testimony. To say, let's do it. Let's go after it. Let's go after the things of God. That the Lord says that He's put him here to be one, to be an encourager, a prophetic encourager. So there's there's an expression in him that's going to mature in this season and come forth with like the uh, with the sharpness of a blade. And God says He's going to use him as an encourager and to stir up brothers and to stir up the congregation to the next level. So you're going to watch this gift of exhortation unfold in a whole new way. I even see there's leadership coming forth for him. I'm just going to share that. I believe that God's prepping him and grooming him for a greater position for what God's going to do in this house, all right? So I'll share that over Ian in the name of the Lord. So I'm looking for a few that, uh, this brother right here with the glasses, yes? Would you stand up? Have I seen you before? I have. All right. I don't know where. I don't remember where, but uh, is this your wife? Would you stand too? Let me just So I hear the Lord saying, I'm blowing a fresh new wind over you this season. You've known the moves of God. You've not been uh, alien to the moves of God, you've been familiar with them, but God says you've been crying out for a greater manifestation of His goodness. And I do see that God's moving ahead of you. There's like something He's doing in front of you. The next five years, He's establishing something new in the family, in the ministry—a new thing that's going to bring such joy to your heart. So He wants you to know the wind is blowing, and He's preparing something that's going to be such a joy to you, to your family, and it's going to make a way in the coming generations. To, that that I, I see that wind going right through the generations in your family. So watch the move of God. God says, I heard your cries, and I'm doing this to bring a familial move. That's the word that I'm getting, a familial move of the spirit, one that has begun, but one that will just continue to run through. And it will not run dry. It will not stop. It will not run dry. But the move of God will continue to go forth because the Lord says there's a new wine, new wine that he's pouring over you, a new wine for the season, fresh revelation for the two of you. And I see that the two of you are going to truly rejoice watching the move of God just moving right on down through the children and the children's children and doing and having a tremendous impact in the family says the Lord so watch for the familial move of the hand of God we prophesy in Jesus name can we say amen to that Amen. amen praise the Lord okay let's father we thank you who's this young man right here what's your name yep Jeff would you stand up Jeff, your sense of humor is so key. You are so key to the move of God. You are so key. You make people comfortable. You're part of the team. I see you in the canoe rowing with all your might. The Lord says, I've seen that you've been a team player. I see that you can step right in and do your part. There's going to be greater need for you in the days ahead. God's going to draw you deeper into his purposes and his plans. But God says he's done all that work in you for a reason. He's uh, stirred up and released in you a gift of faith. I see in you, you're going to be a man who says things and you're going to see it manifest. So you're going to be one with the tenacity of a pit bull that you're going to say, I I feel like we have to believe God for this and not to let go, that God's going to teach you how to bite and to clamp down with your teeth and not let go. And that as you begin to prophesy that thing forth, God says, you're going to watch and see those things begin to manifest. We were singing today about the mountains moving. You're going to have a mountain moving ministry. So the Lord says, get ready to teach on the gift of faith, to go deeper with the gift of faith and understand that because God is going to truly make a believer out of you, one who believes and sees it. Happened. Can you say amen to that? Hmm. And don't say no to teaching as well. Don't back down from teaching. You're okay. We'll leave that there. Okay. Part of your gift, strong gift, strong anointing. huh, you told me not to lean. I won't lean on this. Uh it's 1201. Can I get one more? One more. Is that all right, Pastor Greg? Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. <laughs> Who's this couple? Are you guys married? Okay, I'm not, prof- I'm not prophesying that. I'm asking. <laughs> okay, would you stand up, uh, sir? Uh, Hallelujah. I'm going to minister to you separately, if that's all right. Okay. What's your name? Ryan. Cameron. Father, I thank you for Cameron. We thank you for what you're doing in him. Uh, Cameron, uh, I feel like, the, you know, I'm seeing parts of you beginning to come alive. I'm seeing an awakening in your spirit. I'm seeing a personal connection with what God's been speaking to you all along. There's, for the most part, you you've heard it. You, I see that you understand. Uh, and that you have understanding. But I see a a true awakening. I feel like this is a time where God says awaken. Even dry bones in your life that have not fully come alive. That God says he's speaking to those dry bones. He says rise up and and there's a fire that's going to consume you. There's a fire that's going to take you. And I just feel like God, you're in a season of visitation. You're about to encounter God in a way you've not encountered him before because he has a plan for you. You're on a path that God is uh, making sure for you. So I do see that Lord says tell him he's encountering me in this season. And father god is fathering you from heaven and and the father has a word for you so i just want to prophesy that to you that you are in a time where things are going to come alive to you and connect i'm hearing lego blocks click 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 things are connecting dots are connecting you're going to quickly connect what god is saying to you and what that means for your life for the future we prophesy that in jesus name and what's your name sherry wow you're so sensitive. You have a sensitivity in you. God built you and gave you a sensitivity. What I preached today was for you, the gift of discerning of spirits. The Lord says that you're to continue to stir up a sensitivity and an understanding of how God is moving. Uh, and with that, I break off labels and things that have been spoken over you. There have been limits that have been spoken over your life. You can go like this far, no further. God says erase that because you're going to surpass those limits. You're going to surpass the very places that people thought you couldn't go beyond. God says he's got plans for you and you're going to go National <laughs> Seoiнегоfeetide beyond it. You're going to be a young lady with a writing gift, a young lady with an internet blogging gift. God says, I'm going to put you on the internet. I'm going to give you a voice and I'm going to cut you loose. And you're going to be a voice in this generation of what God is doing today. So your blogs and your writing will always have an element of the move of God. And understand this, that the Lord says to you, I'm going to link you with women that are going to breathe life into you. I'm going to link you with women that are going to mentor you, women that will not let you go, that will say, I see potential and I'm not letting go. I see you going to Florida There's a connection for you in Florida. I see you at a conference in Florida. God's going to really even, I believe, uh, across state lines, connect you with people that are going to say, you've got the goods and we're going to help you activate and move in the fullness of that. So I prophesy all those things over you because God says that this is the season, today's the day, where he's activating you in a new way in that plan. Amen? All right. So Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for a 360 prophetic gift. We thank you for discerning of spirits that is working strong in us, and we thank you for the harvest for the body of Christ in Jesus' name. And as the pastor comes to take this from me, I forgot to say this, mentioned this earlier, Uh, this house, God says, I'm restoring. I saw bricks in the wall just kind of being re, like all the bricks moved into new positions, and I feel like, Just because you were in one department doesn't mean you're going to remain in that department. I felt like there were going to be a new season of awakening where all of a sudden there's going to be a new thing where, hey, I feel like I want to be part of this department over here. God's going to just start activating new gifts, new talents, and begin to plug you in new ways in this season and not to fight the move of God.
0: All right? Amen. Would you stand? Before we close, I just want to make sure for my brother. Is there anything else that you would want to say to anyone so that your heart is clear for the day? Or, because I, I just want to make sure. So I don't want to. I know we want to be always sensitive to time, but if there is something specifically that you feel.
1: Oh, this sister right here. What's your name? Nicole so nicole you it hasn't been easy for you it hasn't been just an open road you've blasted through some tough places uh, and i hear the lord saying that he's uh, certainly given you a, a breakthrough anointing not only did you blast through but i see you really establishing An atmosphere and a group being part of a group where you're gonna help others blast through and get breakthrough so there's a breakthrough anointing on your life there's part of deliverance anointing on your life as well where you're gonna help people get inner healing from things Uh, so don't be afraid when others approach you with the junk Uh, and and at times you might say do I have uh, you know tell me your problems on my shirt because uh, it's gonna be easy for them to approach you you're a safe person for them to unload those things and God is really gonna bring forth an understanding of deliverance and inner healing in your heart for or a ministry that God's going to set you apart for.
0: Amen. Glad we didn't miss that. <laughs> you love God's word? His heart for his people, that he's constantly reminding us that we're his, his plan, and he has purpose, and he's working it. He has never failed. You're saying it earlier, by the way. He's never failed me yet, and he won't. People fail. But God never has. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for our brother and his family and the way in which you have uniquely gifted him. I thank you for his spirit uh, that wants to make your voice, your word, your heart practical in a way that can be embraced by your body. It's not reserved for a few elite few, but it's for your people. So I thank you, Lord, for that and the way in which you have spoken and encouraged your people here today. Thank you for even the sense that your word is going to be important for us in terms of this 360 view, Uh, being able to see that, God, you can use our past. No matter how broken our past may seem to us, you can actually speak to us about the way you use that to make us who we are today, and that we can then, out of that place, see what you have for us, even in this current moment and where you're taking us. And then, Lord, that we can be open To what it is that you want to say to us by virtue of discernment, to hear the voice of God for situations and uh, people and even the stuff that we have to deal with on a daily basis, that you can give us wisdom, not so that we can use it as a weapon against, but we can use it as understanding, the eyes of our understanding being opened. Lord, let it be our experience, we pray. Lord, I pray that you would continue to open for us your heart and your mind. We ask in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day.